0: johnsyndicate.com call now call Call free. free Are back for another episode of the john and mike show sports insider radio we got randy online in office we got mike here and uh it is the last wednesday in march as before you know it it's all over we're into april baseball as uh baltimore orioles travel to boston on game one and uh if you haven't watched all my YouTube videos on my baseball series one and two. I recommend watching them. I'm going to not spend the whole entire show talking about baseball because we still have the final four. So, uh, and then let's get into the La, La- Marvelous. Uh, we'll get into a little La Marvelous commentary with Big Mike and a uh, little La Marvelous commentary with Big Randy. And when I say Big Randy, if you go to my YouTube, watch the interview, I really mean Big Randy. He's a giant. So, what's going on, guys?
1: What's up? What's up? How we doing, We're in the spring. We're in the spring. We're right rolling into the summer. I mean, oh, man. Favorite time of the year. I know most people don't get as excited about baseball as I do. They're also not fans of money because most people don't watch the baseball games. Very rarely do I have clients that actually monitor and watch the games in real time. If anything, they're doing a little bit of score tracking, but predominantly they just it's bet it and forget it. They put it in um, because this is completely opposite of the Dave Miller School of Trading, where he's finding edges. We're completely data driven. I mean, now with with AI being so relevant um, in today's Marketplace and and just in general, you know the the system I created that I've tinkered with for many years now to just produce overs in baseball. It's all data driven. It's all data, meaning runs scored, runs against, pitching ERAs. That's the short version. I'm not going to get into the exact dynamics of how the system operates, but it requires data and. Each night when games are played, it plugs more data into the model and and it just runs its course. So the cool part about it is it's seven days a week. There's 160 plus games. Um, with the new rule changes this year, I've been tinkering with it because now you're going to have a pitch clock. So, you know, you're going to see a lot of balls being thrown When pitchers don't throw the pitch in time, you're going to see a lot of strikes being called. If batters are not ready and set up after their little wiggle and and getting ready to to hit the ball, you're going to see a lot of the shift is no longer allowed in baseball, which ultimately not going to give away the secrets, but it's going to produce higher results because if I like overs – and you're taking some of these things away, and people are going to be rushing it, it's just going to result in more runs. the The interesting part is see there's always an adjustment that comes June, July, usually right around July fourth, where there's an adjustment. That's why I love the first couple months of the season, because you can get away with it, and you can make a lot of money doing it um, as long as you're disciplined. and again, I mean, it's long term, but I mean, you saw the data, John, from last year. You know, we topped over 100 units, roughly 58% for the year. Nobody's sitting here telling you you're going to hit 80% doing anything. It's volume, volume, volume. And as long as you're able to put in every game and stick to the plan, at the end of the year, every client of mine, like I've already had so many clients reach out to me when it's around March Madness, hey, when are you starting to over channel on Telegram? It's like they know it's coming they know they're excited for it. And most of them, like I said, don't really watch any of the baseball games. So I'm excited if you can't hear it in my voice. Randy, what are you excited about today?
2: Oh, man, I'm, I'm excited about, um, you know, I finally had a chance to, you know, actually physically watch. I mean, I watched a couple earlier ones, but I mean, these NIT games, man, if, if you guys aren't watching them, I, I can't. I don't understand how they're in Vegas and half the arena is empty. I mean, these guys are literally playing their hearts out. And granted, it was nice that you know we could we could go two and zero last night and win some money for the for the people, customers, and take North Texas and and the points. Was, I had the money line too, on Utah Valley, but I mean, these guys are playing for something, man, and it shows. I mean, it's down to the last second. I mean. If anything is going to get my blood pressure up these days, it's watching one of these NIT games. I mean, not to take away March Madness is obviously going to be awesome, but tomorrow night, you know, it's, it's kind of late, you know, 9:40 Eastern time, but UAB in North Texas, man, it's guaranteed to be a thriller. I mean, I cannot wait. I, I haven't anticipated, you know, a game <laughs> like this. I can't believe I'm anticipating a championship NIT game like this, but after watching these guys play, it's just, they're, they're really, really playing for something, you know? And, just not only the school, you know, just because obviously winning that is going to attract attention to that school. Um, these guys, a couple of these guys on UAB, I mean, they're they're guaranteed to be, you know, NBA All-Stars um, from what I saw last night. Um, you know, it, it, it's exciting and um, definitely looking forward to this weekend. NBA you know, kinda, All-Stars? I know you- <laughs> I, it, if, listen. Let me get a futures on that.
1: Can we get a few? Is there any futures odds on that, John? You <laughs> looking I'd it like up? Any of the players? I will, let me get some futures odds on a uh, on a first round draft pick. You know who I got in the first round of the NFL draft? So I'm always. Oh, looking we for, all know who you got. Sure, uh,
0: sharp. Up. Uh, My uh, odds are
1: going down as we speak, Randy. I'm not. I'm not really <laughs> excited at the moment as I was last week, uh, but
2: the stuff changes
1: every day. It seems. <laughs>
2: You got you got Jelly running the point for uh for UAB and I can't remember the other guy's name. who had like 30 points and he was like freaking what? 6 or 8 from threes and he had like 12 rebounds. The guy was he he was on stage, and he's a 7-footer. I mean, he's he's it was ridiculous what he was doing last night. I mean, I might be obviously, you know, overshooting the moon a little bit, but these guys are going pro and I mean, from what I saw last night, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's the NIT, but, and that's a very bold comment, but, you know, that's probably my excitement talking, but they're getting drafted, you know, two of these guys from UAB and even the, um, that one, the, the center from, um, the center that I was watching um, from, uh, was, was it, uh, who, who was it? It was, was it North? Was it the center for? It was the center for Utah Valley. Yeah, the real tall guy um, in in the middle. That's just real skin. It's th- thin. As soon as he thickens up, I mean, he is just going to be an absolute monster. Some of the blocks I saw. I, I didn't understand why Utah Valley. It was really frustrating to watch. Because they could have very easily won that game because they were, they were trying to run and keep such pace with UAB. They weren't playing there. I know that's kind of their style, but UAB was faster and it was obvious. This guy was just sitting in the paint, waiting for the ball, waiting for the ball. They never get it to him. And every time he touched the ball, it was just, it, magic happened. Um, you know, and, uh, he, he is an absolute, he's a stud, an absolute stud. And once he gets the right conditioning coach, he's going to make an impact as well. I mean, he's a, He's—I don't even—I think he looks like he's like seven three. I mean, it was—it was fun, man. I—I don't, I don't know if you guys watched the games, but sh- I don't think I got the best. Well,
0: that's—I like, was going to say to my point. As I'm listening to you, I'm laughing because we have to myself. We have all different types of styles here in the office. You know, you couldn't pay me to watch a game. I would rather—I uh, don't want to. I, I got—we're on the radio. I got to keep it clean. But let's just put it this way. For all you listeners out there, this is the beautiful thing about betting as a business. It's just like the stock market. you have the you have the Randys of the world that can you know enjoy it. It's a form of entertainment. you have the Mikes of the world that he's about I would call fifty fifty depending upon the sport, and then you have the David Miller and john Johns of the world that you couldn't pay to watch a game, and I fall into that camp, no matter what the sport. No matter what the shape the ball is, I will definitely not be watching one game. So if you ever text me and you say, did you see that play? The answer is always going to be the same. No. Even when I bet half times, like I did last night, unfortunately lost, but it was a system play, no information. Not watching the game. Do not care. Don best screen up. Odds jam up. Spank odds up. I don't need to watch the games because, as to Mike's point, everything is based upon computer betting. And like I said, this is one of the things I stressed in my 17-minute and 20-minute video baseball betting series episode one and two. I have over 100 views on each. And uh, y- y- is that most people do not like these rule changes in the game, Mike, are because they were trying to engage the fans. They've been l- losing membership. People have not wanted to go to the ballparks. People don't want to invest that amount of time in the games. And they needed to basically spice it up and have people want to be involved. They're not doing this for betting. They're doing this to draw ticket sales to get people out to the ballpark. So um, with that being said, regardless of the changes, uh, I can assure you I will not watch one baseball game. All 162 games, I'll watch the last game Game 7 of the World Series, if we get there. That's how sick I am and unemotional I am and uninterested in sports for sports' sake, only interested in sports as an alternative market in the financial world to make an ROI on. So I am the Scrooge. Sorry, guys. Uh, Yeah. I
1: mean, listen, it's that's your expertise it's not with uh knowing the players and, and doing any of that it's and that's the the cool part about our business model is we take the average joes off the street that are crypto traders so congratulations to you guys btc has definitely made a run of late so the guys that uh
0: oh god hold, now i gotta sell everything you just put the hammer held, on that oh my the lord <laughs> Uh, oh, my Lord. Our, oh, I got to go log in right now and hit the sell button. And, uh, oh, so my. Did for he the just guys do that? that are, oh,
1: man. No, nah, nah, I'm not even that powerful to stop anything. Oh, God. We've been saying this for years. That like, you know, it's, the advantage is there's a lot of guys that do, and for whatever reason, John and Randy, the international guys – are more prone to treat it like a business because... John's logging into
0: Eric's crypto account right now. Go ahead. <laughs> to hit the cell and, uh,
1: <laughs> So, because they're international, and the time difference affects the time in the day when the games are on, and they could be on early morning, or they could be on very late at night, it takes away the obsession to watch and focus on the games, where they're just waking up and they're opening up their portfolio and they're seeing the results from the previous day from the few trades or numerous trades they put in. In the US unfortunately it's the reverse. It's the the guy which Randy, I'm sure you could attest to this, the guy that wants to text us in the first half cuz they're down by 10 and tell us how horrible of the people we are and how terrible we are and how Um, how their little five year old could pick games, but, and I just like, I'm like, these people need therapy. They don't need my help. They, (laughs) I don't even know why. It's like, and they turn on a, on a dime. Like they go from being the most understanding, coachable, teachable people to completely didn't follow a single direction and bet 75% of the account because they also liked the game that we liked. So they want it to go extra. Heavy. It's like that gambling mentality will send you to bankruptcy. This is not what we do. It's the complete opposite philosophy. We're traders. We're money managers. And we handle risk. And if you can't deal with that, don't subscribe to any of our platforms to make money. We're long-term traders. All I care about is the long game. I keep care less about the short game it doesn't matter the individual results of games don't matter individual results of days don't matter it's strictly the long game and the guys that stick through are very satisfied long term I mean I you know I was very transparent yesterday to all my clients I got my year-end statement from from a sports book and I was willing to share what the actual P&L was. I mean, that's real. That's the stuff that will make or break a business where you're able to be transparent with your clients, because why would somebody want to follow a loser? They're not going to follow a proven loser. They want to follow guys that can win. And we've proven this year after year. Sure. Certain sports don't, produce the type of revenue year after year, as we expect, that's variance. That's variance. But if you could consistently have a year long connection to all these different groups, they're able to filter us games. That's the way you could constantly just keep growing your bankroll. So, you know, I just hope people really understand, treat it like the long game. Expect quarterly returns just like you would if you were investing in a hedge fund or a mutual fund. It's It's got to be the long game here. So I just hope some of the guys, some of the new listeners actually listen to this and they, and they understand that there is an opportunity you can make a lot of money with. I mean, Randy was very good. He just came in here. He started doing business with us what it has been a couple months now. I mean, obviously, one of your expertise with college basketball, and we haven't even seen how good you are in football. But hopefully, uh, you could bring some worth to the baseball well, season because I know you've been studying. But let's also
0: it. let's let's also get to you know let's also get to the um, you know i I love the reality of sports betting because we talk about the you know we're not one of these. You know, again, I don't know how to say it on the radio nicely. You know, I go online and it's like uh, uh, I'm the old man in the business now, and I've been doing this for 35 years, and I get 75 ads on Instagram, 75 ads on Facebook of people that, you know, try to be like me, basically. They're copiers of me. They do these Instagram ads and these sponsored ads, and it's all the, you know, short-term nonsense for seven and two in the last nine, and... You know, let me earn your business and give me uh everything's free, free, free. You know, guys, listen, listen, listen. If something's worth free, it's worth free for a reason. If somebody's sitting there all day worried about giving you free stuff, there's a reason why they're giving you free stuff. I'm not going to get into the negativity. And, and again, I try not to stay away. But, but what I will say is what I love about the reality of the business is when you are trading sports and you understand a long game, you know, it's not all uh, sugar, sugar. So let's talk, Randy. Let's let the listeners know. How about that nice little run you went on the other way? How about that nice little smash down where you had a you couldn't pick the side of a barn? Let the 'cause because I like people to hear the real reality. That's 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 why we're respected in this business. Not you know who cares about last night's game? Who cares about how great the U. UMA- Nonsense. One, yesterday's history, today's a mystery. But I want to know about the psychology of Randy when Randy had what I call variance, where you went on a nice little losing streak for a little bit. How, and I, I, I wasn't watching how you were handling. It. I was leaving you alone. But how were you psychologically handling that? And what would you just say to the people out there because that's part of the business. You got to be able to lose if you're going to be able to win. And you had a brutal, I think, end of the March Madness tournament. And uh, I don't think you could hit the side of a barn. And I'm not talking about your handicapping prowess. Just that's the reality of professional betting versus the reality of let's just brag about all the winners. Nonsense. that makes me want to vomit. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean,
2: uh, 100% legitimate question. And it's pretty easy to answer, actually. So, um, you know, there's a couple of my listeners that are listening as we speak. And, um, you know, they texted me that they were going to be tuning in. And, um, I, it, you know, cause obviously I give the plays that I take, um, that's, I'm known for that. Um, I had a, a, and I told them all the same thing. I mean, when we, when the tournament started and even before that, I mean, it was, it was, you know, five and ones, four and ones, three and O's, four and O's. And then all of a sudden things got wacky, um, real wacky. And, um, you know, I, it's, Hey, you know, I had a bad week and a half, you know, I mean, what can you do? um it's going to i didn't lose, you know, every day of that week and a half, but I certainly didn't produce the numbers that I did, but what I also did was I was very transparent to the people that I was giving out players to where I'd say, you know, go I'd say go light or whatever my terminology would be on these games because everyone would agree you know, that this isn't a normal, typical March Madness tournament. There are things happening that are unprecedented that we'll probably... Actually, we might see again just because of the way things are structured and everybody leaving after the first year, but that's been going on for a while. But you know, it, when have you ever seen a, you know, I said this in the beginning, I said, this will be when you said the whole statistics thing about the 80% or whatever it was about the ones and the twos winning. And I said, you know, I, I rebelled and I said, this could be the year that a five or six or seven, this could be a year that a five or six or a seven could win it. Look what, look what happens. There's a nine yep. and a what, a five or six in in the, in the final four. I mean, it's, you know, and what I was doing, I mean, if I were to take um, every single underdog and every single money line, I mean, we would have been rock and rolling. But if I did that in the beginning, I wouldn't have had any customers left. So I wasn't trying to get, you know, on the S-H-I-T end of the stick and, you know, just be, I, I thought it was about to break and it didn't. And it continued even through last night. And what Mike was saying before, you know, um, and as far as from a confidence standpoint, it, it, didn't, it doesn't affect me at all because I know my capabilities and I know that um, I did my due diligence and the things that happened were, in my eyes, very unexpected. Um, I wasn't expecting it at all. And um, if I was, I certainly wouldn't be putting my own, you know, my own money on the game. Um, but, you know, but so and what happens last night, you know, i it, we go two and oh, um, you know, I mean, we, we crushed it and, uh, and you know, now everybody's happy again. And people are very understanding, you know, that the true, the people that saw, that have been with me for a while, that saw, that got the five and ohs, the five and ones, the four and ones, the three and ohs for, for weeks. And then, you know, you have, I
0: had, I had a bad week and a half. Hey, shit happens. I'm still on the positive. No, side. but I'm, I'm talking talk. about, uh, let me, let me rephrase my, forget about the clients. I don't even care about that. That's they're all big boys. Right. I have zero empathy for client gam. Listen, everybody knows I have zero empathy for upset clients. It sounds like the weirdest thing that I could say, but I am completely zeroed out like a reptile if I am at the point now, if somebody sends me one negative text, I just block'. Them. I don't care because I am a grown man, I am fifty years old, and I know when I make a wager, I have every opportunity to lose that wager. I was talking about you personally since you're betting two thousand five thousand in account you're i don't forget the clients just the gamblers want- put i want the gamblers to hear you know the reality of How you mentally handle that when you go to sleep at night and you're blowing, you know, five grand, 10 grand on a bad overall winning. Yes, yes, yes. We don't need to go there. We don't need to talk about capabilities. I'm just talking about when you're in it, knee deep in the losing, how does Randy as a professional better handle that versus a guy like Dave Miller or a guy like me that is just has zero emotion uh, because we don't even watch the games. We just wake up and check the scores. I mean, it's
2: night and day. I mean, you're comparing night and day because number one, I mean, well, just to get to the first thing, if I win ten grand and I lose ten grand on a game, I sleep the same. I I don't because because I know and I'm confident in my capabilities. But we, it's you know, it's it's a lot different for me and you because I have a very strong passion for sports. Right. And me watching sports consistently all year round. And getting that feel and just that understanding and having the luck on my side as well, which I've had my whole life, you know, and just uh, any other variable that I can consider. I mean, I'm not, you know, I know you say you didn't care about how much I'm up or how much I'm down, but trust and believe, you know, I'm, I'm way, way more on the upside than I'm the downside. So it, it, it's, I'm not. Just like you said, I'm not expecting to win every game, and it's it's it'll be irrational and irresponsible to think that I am. But I, you know, the the majority of the games that I lose, I will tell you, I don't have $10,000 on. I'll have $1,100, uh, $1, I'll have $1,500, dollars i have maybe two grand on. Um, if you look through my account, which I will show you right now, you will not see one $10,000 loss on any of my betting at
0: right i'm um, but what, what i'm yeah. i want the gamblers to we're, we're i'm only talking about the psychology a lot of people claim they can handle the ups and downs you actually can most clients might can just te- vouch for this can't they claim they can when they join the minute there's a little losing streak oh my god the world's coming to an end oh my lord so i'm just oh, trying yeah. to i'm yeah so like do you ever have that uh I'm going to take a break feeling like, oh, this is just insane. I'm going to take a break for a few days.
2: Hell no. I want to get my money back the next day. And then I want to get my clients back money the next day. So there's no, there's, why would I take a break? You know, that, that's, that would be me, you know, kind of bowing down. You know, I, it's it, it, somebody missing a free throw. I mean, all, the majority of the games I lost come down to a missed free throw at the end or a stupid layup being missed or whatever the case may be. But, I mean, I, you can't cry over spilled milk. It is what it is. But, you know, it's, it, I think it's kind of the passion that will override that just because when when I was talking in the beginning, I mean, it had nothing to do with money. It just had to do right. with, you know, people that watch these games and just, like, these young kids, man, just giving it their all. It's just – it's just, it's, it fills my spirit, you know, without any dollars on the table. It's just so fun to watch. It's like it's hard for me to believe that, you know, that you could – Turn on that game last either one of those games last night and not have some sense of wow, this is pretty cool. Like that to me is, you know, as mind boggling as to you to say, I could,
0: I'd watch, I'd stick a fork in my eyeball before I watch a game, you know, just because hey, listen, of- I, listen, I listen, I agree with you. Look, look I, I, agree, I agree with you. And, and again, that comes with, uh, I guess my tenured position in this industry of 35 years you know it all becomes a blur you know it's just another day you know back to these uh analytical ai robotic type systems that uh mike is aware of and we're knee deep with, with other facets in the industry you know mike can testify this you know when you talk about the high volume game it's not it's not it's not lifestyle it's not it's not even mike you could i mean you see you're you're looking in the back end of these traders and what they're doing I mean, they're making moves on hundreds of games a day around the world. And so, obviously, none of these firms are sitting there watching these games because how would you? I mean, no, what you, can't. Like,
1: you, you absolutely can't. Um, it, it,
0: would, it would take up. Uh, what's our record? Of, like soccer this week. What's the record in soccer this week?
1: Five and one on the week. Um, but what the, the
0: advantage is, but who's watching Everybody, those games if you're sleeping? I mean, you, you know, can't. You gotta, I mean, literally, <laughs> unless
1: you have the ultimate TV package and Direct TV, you could. I, I wouldn't even think you. It's impossible to get all the games. out of, I would. I when would
2: you're up twenty four hours. Today.
1: Yeah, you're up crazy hours, and you know that's that's the difference. Is for people that are seasoned traders, it's very easy for them not to be emotional on the ups or the downs. You could just tell by the gambler when you have a good weekend, it's like there's a lot of, like, they're so excited. I'm like, it's just, listen, it's just a weekend. I, I don't expect much. Talk to me.
0: I'm excited I can ride here. my
1: bike. Right, <laughs> right. But, um, you know, that's, the difference is guys that are in it for the money don't care about the sport. They don't care about particularly to watch the games. They're in it strictly for the financial gain, which is what I'm looking for in a client. When I first talk to them, fortunately, not everybody has the same outlook. And, you know, there's certain guys that go to the casino and have a Baccarat system. And there's certain guys that go to the casino and they put 50% of what they have in their pocket on 26 red. You know, it's like there's 26 26 black. Don't
0: get the colors. That shows how much I know
1: (laughs) about roulette. My point is, I play, you know, over the weekend, just to give you my little sports betting, not trading, story. I went to the casino Friday night with a bunch of my friends. We love playing slots. We love playing slots simply for the entertainment factor of being there and having the Isn't that negative EV, Mike? <laughs> it's, it's, it's strict. I know, my, I know my threshold. If I lose it, it is what it is. I like to smoke cigars and it's fun and it's exciting. And that's all it's for. It's a hit and run type style of betting. If I get, if I hit, I'm great. I'm getting out of there. I'm getting a bunch of hand pays. It's great. If I lose, I knew what I was anticipating with sports. It's completely the opposite. I don't have that mentality of going for broke on an individual night. Everything is money management and without it, you will go broke. So not to transition here, I know it's been a very interesting topic because I know we're just coming off of March Madness. I wanted to give the listeners free selections. We have not went over this in the office for the Final Four. I'm going to rapid-fire them to both John and to Randy, and we're going to see what their opinions are. So the first matchup, the first game Saturday evening, 6.09 tip-off in Houston, Texas on the East Coast. We have San Diego State, who I predicted would be in the final four. Randy could attest to that. Um, playing against Absolutely FAU, did. who has been the hottest team in the tournament, still ranked number twenty-five ranked team in the country, won a lot of games this year, came into the tournament, and consistently basically just crushed almost everybody in their path. So they're, the line opened up at two and a half. Who do you like in this game matchup,
2: Randy? All right, here's what I want to say. Number one, I'm kind of disappointed that Florida and Atlantic and San Diego State are playing each other, and I wish it was the other way around, like hypothetically, Atlantic was playing Miami and Connecticut was playing San Diego State, and then one of those teams would be in the in the big show. Now, what I will say from watching these games, um, you know, I've said this to a couple of my clients. I'm pretty sure I've even said it to you. I mean, these San Diego State guys. I mean, watching these guys, they remind me of an old school North Carolina Tar, Tar Heels basketball team. Um, I don't understand. These guys are absolute machines. I haven't beaten Florida Atlantic. Um, I haven't. If I had, I, I honestly, God, I have. If if Miami can pull off the upset against UConn. Miami's playing great basketball right now. I I don't think Miami can match up against San Diego State. I think if San Diego State plays UConn, then UConn wins that game. But if San Diego State gets through Florida Atlantic and plays Miami, you're going to have that seed that I was talking about win this championship because they just don't match up with Miami And UConn is just going to be too much for them. I think you can. Everybody's like in their element right now. So many people are just, you know, all these teams that are literally just coming into their own at the right time, and that's what it takes. You know, that's what it takes. So you're one and you're done. You lose, you're out. So these these guys are consistently just playing the best basketball of their careers. They're all coming together as teams, and I, I I really think they have a really good shot. You know, at winning it all if they play Miami.
1: Sorry, And what do you th- and what do you think about the the other one, the other matchup? What do you think about five and a half? Is the spread current at the
2: Westgate uh, five and a half? UConn is laying to Miami. Who do you like in this matchup? I mean, I'm I'm taking the points because not taking the points this last week and a half has been the reason why my my you know obviously my quote unquote from my compadre couldn't hit a barn would say, um, you know, was I was taking favorites. Um, I was waiting for the trend to snap and it just didn't. So, I mean, it would be ridiculous not to take that five and a half points, especially watching Miami play and seeing what they bring to the table. I mean, they these guys, these guys are just uh, how they lost as many games as they did beyond me, um, you know, and to the teams that they lost to. Um, I mean, it's it's crazy to think that, You know, just like, what, like a month ago, I mean, you know, they lost to Florida State. I mean, what the Florida State is just absolutely abysmal. You know, and then all of a sudden, they lose to Duke, and the next thing you know, they're crushing. You know, they're beating Houston. They're beating Texas. They're beating Iowa. You know, and then that that Drake win, you know, back in March, you know, middle of March was was what set it off. And then they've just been freaking, you know, just clicking like none other. So, it's going to be... I know I'm watching. <laughs> you couldn't pay me not to watch, so um, I'm taking the. I'm, I'm going to say for now. If if I was, you know, putting it in now, which I'm not. Um, I'm I, like I said, you know what I do. I come. I don't even think about tomorrow's games. I'm just doing this for the radio show. I'm thinking about today's games today. But if it was today, I'd be taking, um, I'd be taking uh the points from the Miami game, and I'd be taking San Diego State minus one and a half. All right. Well, you know
1: that's. Very good breakdown. Um, I know you're into it. We have a lot of good banter because I throw a lot of ideas at you. I mean, obviously, you know, you have a much more skilled and deeper um, understanding of college basketball and the players. I really don't follow it as much. I, I do my best, but really, you know, because we have so many different sports, it's like I, I'm spread thin between all of them. But I love San Diego State. I think they're the better defensive team. I think FAU playing on the big stage. And again, San Diego State is playing on the big stage too. Um, but you got to remember, you know, FAU has been playing in front of 2000 fans, 2500 fans the entire year when they're playing in their conference. It's going to be 60,000, 70,000 in Houston. Oh, yeah. A lot of times teams. When they get to the Final Four, like the George Masons of the world, um, it just that's the, their championship. That's their championship, and it's mm. it's so hard because the basket is much smaller and it's harder to hit because now you're looking around and it's not a 2,000 person arena; it's a football stadium where they put a basketball court in the middle of it.
2: So well, the good thing about it's, it, one of them, they're playing, you know, one of going to the show, you know. So then they already got the experience with the one team. Yeah, that wins. that's why. Yeah, they'll is, be seasoned, but yeah. it's, we
1: just haven't seen it in recent years. The last time a mid major went to the finals was Memphis when they played Kansas, but they have Derrick Rose. So um right. and that's Memphis. That was a that's b- Memphis. <laughs>
2: yeah, <that's laughs> but I'm saying same conference,
1: conference USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sure, you're talking about it. So, FAU. I just don't see, and again, I could be completely wrong. They've been, they've been proving people wrong the entire tournament. Obviously being a ninth ranked team and nobody had them getting this far by any means. They could easily pull off the upset. Um, San Diego state is just so disciplined. They're good. They have good inside. They have a big guy. They have wing defenders. Pretty much anybody on that team could score. Um, I saw that the last game bothered me because in the first half with Creighton, they had a very good defensive plan. What they did was they left the big guy, I forgot his name for Creighton, Hilde, Hildebrenner or something like that. Um, they left him inside and they didn't run him out because their big guys on on San Diego State can't shoot. So all those guys that are getting the ball, you know, 15 feet away from the hoop or even at, at the three trying to set a screen. The power forward in the center, they they don't shoot. So that's why Creighton was winning in the first half, because they said, all right, we're just going to keep the big guy in the middle, and we're going to say, all right, they're going to be open. Your your power forward and center are going to be open. Go ahead and shoot. And they didn't, and that's why they were down early. They made adjustments at half, and obviously that wasn't the case, and I think Creighton just didn't stick to that game plan for whatever reason. I don't see that being the case with Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic wants to run. Florida Atlantic wants to shoot. and they're just not going to be able to create the shots they've been they've been having in the tournament against the best defensive, individual defensive team without playing a zone. They all play man. They're very deep. They're 8-9 deep, which they're always fresh. They're the best defensive team in the tournament coming in. I don't see that changing one bit. Um, I see them in the title game. In the other game, Miami, Connecticut, Connecticut is obviously everybody's talking about them. They have two legitimate centers. They have a bunch of wing players. They have a bunch of guys that could shoot threes. They have an amazing style offense where they're always moving. They're always in the right spots. They always make the extra pass. But Miami's resilient. Miami has two amazing guards. One guy transferred from Kansas State. Pack. Um, Wong who's been a top scorer last year. Sometimes you just he disappears, but for whatever reason he just he comes to play in the second half only when it matters and this kid miller man it's he had he was 12 for 12 from the free throw line with 27 points last game he's been the key player in the tournament that would probably win tournament mvp for how he's been playing and they have a big guy as long as the big guy doesn't get in foul trouble I could see Miami keeping it close and potentially winning. If they get him in foul trouble early, I'm telling you right now, if they get him in foul trouble early, I'm going to be hammering UConn live, whatever the game spread is at the time. I'm hoping that it's tied. If they get him in foul trouble, it's over. Like they don't have the depth to stay with those two big UConn players, which is going to be tough for Miami. So I just hope it's a close game. I like Miami with the points, I'm agreeing with you. I do think UConn is going to make it to the final. They're going to win the game outright um, without actually covering. I think it is going to be a much closer game, and I have UConn and San Diego State in the final, and I do believe as good as San Diego State is playing, I just think UConn is the hottest team right now. They shouldn't have been a four seed. They had a very good season. They finished the regular season ranked top 10 in the nation. They have the individual talent. They have the big guys, and they have amazing coaching. So I can't believe it that I didn't have them in the final four while I did have the other two. Um, And it doesn't look like uh, I'm going to win the pool this year, but hopefully I can make a lot of money for the clients. I have UConn cutting down the nets in Houston. Go Huskies. But I'm very (laughs) excited as well.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a good one, man. It was, it's going to be it's going to be a wild weekend for sure. There's no doubt about it. And we were talking about that guy from San Diego State um, when I was, we were talking about. I, was, I said he reminded me of um, Raymond Felton, and um, the other guy too reminds me of that Marvin Williams that Felton played with when they won the championship in F5. And I mean, it was like I, I, there's so many similarities. I could just I was just watching those guys, man, and it just looked like they should. Be, they should have been in baby blue and white, you know, it was, it was crazy, man. Uh, that, that point guard is, uh, he, he, he looks like he's 35 years old and, and I'll tell you what discipline, he, he has ice water in his veins, man. Um, it, it's going to be exciting both ends and tomorrow well, going to be just as
0: what, what, what's even, uh, greater about Saturday is not that we, if you live on the East coast, the first game starts at, six Oh nine. And the second game starts at eight 50, call it nine o'clock. If the first game isn't over, it's that the entire Saturday we'll have a full card of baseball. And that tomorrow is the opening day of the regular season. And I want to just make clients understand that, like when we talk about dogs and then we're going to get into a little Ravens talk for Mike tomorrow's the opening day. And if you're out there and you're listening and you decide to lay 260 with fried At Washington you deserve to lose if you decide (laughs) if you decide to lay 170 with Cole at at the Yankees you deserve to lose if you decide you want to lay 240 with McClanahan for the Rays you deserve to lose if you decide that you want to lay 200 with Snell with San Diego you deserve to lose just understand that you will never make money angels With Otani pitching on day one at Oakland, minus 260 on the road, you deserve to lose. You will never be able to overcome those prices, and that's why if you're going to try and you're going to play baseball or have a hand at it, forget about pitchers. Go back to my first video on YouTube, even though it was a little static, and I show people why those pitching records are false and are literally meaningless to the betting handicapping and how you're basically suckered into betting a fake line on a pitcher that has a false win-loss record. It's not reality, um, and nor is he going to be in at the end of the game anyway. Now, with that being said, Mike, tell me about a guy that make, made $32 million already, requested to be traded, and nobody's biting. What do you have to say about LaMarvelous? Is he still well, marvelous yeah. for you?
1: Yeah, listen, if he signs the contract, all will be forgiven and I will love him um no matter what. I just don't see it at this point, I think that. Wait,
0: that you said if he signs the contract, I will love him we no matter know, what. We don't know cuz right now So he if he, he doesn't sign to... the contract and he goes somewhere else, you're going to still love him? <laughs> listen, I'm not a
1: hater. That's just not in my DNA. Um it's a business and without the right Council and that's why agents are there. Um he gets he doesn't have the right leadership around him. So he's lashing out on social media, he's battling and, and doing, you know, social media warfare with random people and it's it's all in the public eye. And right now it's the biggest contract and in talks. It's the only basically the only talks around the NFL right now. You know, the agents union doesn't want him to get a contract because then everybody's going to think, oh, we should just represent ourselves. When obviously I, for, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day, listen, you could go to court if you have a, a, a criminal charge or a civil charge or bankruptcy court or, you know, marriage court, divorce court, not marriage court. You don't need counsel. You can represent yourself. But why don't people do that? Why don't people do that? There's a reason for that because you're not an expert. You don't know how to navigate the different channels. You don't know how to get the best deal for yourself. So why should it be any different in the NFL? So it's it's funny that we're getting, it's comical at this point. It's not even funny. It's comical because last week we came on air and said that Lamar had a non-certified agent reaching out to the different uh NFL teams on his behalf. We find out two days later that that non-NFL agent has a home gym that Lamar is 50% owner of. So now they're promoting this at-home gym product. Like, come on, man. Like, get it together. Either you want in or you don't want in. You want to actually be a part of this team. Obviously, teams aren't jumping up and down because they're trying to give you a contract. There's a reason behind this. The guy, as good as he is, With that type of resume, regardless of the injury, people get signed with injury concerns all the time. We've seen it in years past. The guy has an MVP and considerably in his prime, and he's not getting even one contract offer. It's because something is going on that we don't know about behind the scenes, and it's really ruining the cohesion between the new offensive coordinator that doesn't have the ability to start coaching. We're not getting any wide receivers or free agents because people don't know if they don't want to come here, if they don't know who the quarterback is. And it's just putting a lot of pressure on the front office. And it's unfortunate. The draft is coming up here at the end of the month. Obviously, moving pieces. There's going to be a lot more things that are going to happen. I've heard the latest today was Minnesota Vikings have a potential route of getting Lamar and they have the picks and they have the the contract space. So obviously they would ship Kirk Cousins here. Oh, listen, at the end of the day, I'll run it. I'll run it with Kirk. Hopefully all our games are at one o'clock. As long as all our games are at one o'clock and we don't have any night games, Kirk's going to win every single game. <laughs> oh, so. got my
0: first thousand. Oh, uh, so, 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 are you a fan uh still a fan Randy?
2: I'm sorry I was I was zoning Are out. Are you here. still a fan? Um I was zoning out. I was i got my first 1000 dollars hit um on the uh when yeah, I was basically when when I heard the L word I was putting together a GoFundMe for $250 million for any other team besides the Ravens to sign this guy <laughs> just so I can stop hearing his name. And surprisingly, like, we're not that far off. I mean, um, so just, just, just go. Just get out. I'm tired of it. You've shown your true colors over and over again. You're obviously not a team player. You know your lack. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Your lack of mental fortitude is you reap what you sow. You know you you are going to get what you ask for. And look what what happens if he if we franchise tag him and knowing him and his stupidity, he's not gonna he's not going to take it. And then we don't have to pay him a penny, and that frees up. I think eleven million dollars in cap space where we can build around. That's what we need to start doing now and do it immediately. Just it's 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 too much at this point. I'm so sick of hearing that name. I, I don't even want to hear it anymore. Oh, he's a distraction. That's all he is in the locker room, in the media, and everywhere else. He's just a distraction. He's got to go. Oh, another 1,000 came in. I'm I'm getting close to my mark. So hopefully, you know, we'll get this fifty for him. And then, uh, you know, he can just get, mingle on to wherever <laughs> he goes and just have them get to the first round of the playoffs for the next six years and lose. So that's how I feel about Lamar. Everybody knows how I feel about I felt that way about him for two years. All right. They got he had a great year through when he had his MVP season and he had no better receivers than he has had this year or the year before when he had that MVP season. I think Mark Ingram caught most most of his touchdowns for him that year. So there's no excuse. Teams figuring him out. Bottom line. The guy can't throw. He's inaccurate. He's a gifted athlete with a lack a high lack of intelligence and you cannot win a Super Bowl when you have such little intelligence and rant. Goodbye Lamar, please say your piece and
0: well I think that everybody now knows where Randy stands, Mike.
1: I've, what do I do <laughs> with so so my fiance bought me this signed jersey for Burn my it. birthday with Lamar. What do I do with it now?
2: Burn it. I mean you know, it's a keepsake. No, now. no, so, no. I don't it. play that Somebody, Somebody will buy. Somebody will buy it for. for look, here's what you do with it. You, you you do you sell it to somebody that feels the same way as you, and then you put that money in my GoFundMe for us to get him out of Baltimore. Problem solved. I mean, it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, it's I'll, funny. I'll match. Years, I'll match the proceeds. It's uh, you know, years past. I was
1: so, especially when Brian was the host. Me and Brian would go back and forth. Randy. You, I don't know if you listen to shows that were archived a couple years ago, but Brian and myself uh, before he passed uh, would have bets throughout the year on Buffalo wings for he was a huge Buffalo Bills fan. Cause he's originally from Buffalo. I was a huge Ravens fan. And whenever we played each other, he owed me two sets of Buffalo wings. And I never got a chance to fly out to Vegas to collect them. So I was way more involved I was way more emotionally attached. I was committed. I said the word we as I am part of the Ravens. It's like, I guess with age and turning 40, it's like I just don't care that much anymore. I'm still going to be a fan until I die. No matter what, I bleed purple. I love this city. It's always been a passion of mine to go to games and watch Ravens games. So no matter what, always going to be a fan. Do I think that this situation is insane? Do I still think Lamar gives us the best chance to win? Yes. I do believe that coldheartedly. I think if we have the right offensive scheme, I think, yeah, when you said years ago, when we, had, when we were running that run pass option, the RPO, and we, we set the league on fire. Well, yeah, that was the scheme, but we never developed out of it. We stayed with it and we acted like the NFL wasn't gonna catch up to it. And that's part on Roman. The development of Lamar was broken after that year. They thought they could just because of his talent, they could consistently do that and they brought in the average wide receiver size of five five eight, five nine to compete instead of giving him legitimate talent on the outside and going away from the run and letting him create After the play breaks down, instead of just having these run, run pass options where they're designated runs. All these guys, same thing with Josh Allen. You'll start seeing it. They don't change the way that they play offense with Josh Allen. He's going to start getting hurt left and right as well. I mean, so it's, I believe it's, it's not all him. It is partially him, but I'm still a believer that guy is a winner. He has been a winner and he could, could sit if you put the right pieces around him to make him successful with a new offense that is brand new that nobody knows about, I think he will absolutely thrive. So that's, again, uh, if he goes, he goes. But I'll also always, deep down, want him as our starter. Listen, with that defense last year, when Roquan came in, Lamar didn't even play. you imagine when we had a decent offense? We didn't have an offense and we won games.
2: We had no offense. Super literally Bowl. zero. Super Bowl. Nothing. We so. won Super Bowls without it. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, it's in the last thing about Lamar. I mean, when you're talking about breaking up that the RPO scheme, the coaches were anticipating on him being able to complete deep passes play. and not overthrow guys by ten feet and having zero. Yeah, I, I don't. Not I'm not in total agreement. So. Hollywood
1: Brown dropped four touchdowns know, right. two years ago in his hands. There were deep balls of forty yards plus.
2: So. Hey, I, everybody's got their opinions, you know, and that's yep. why it's such a great thing to debate. And um, I, I'm just, you know, I, I feel what I feel, and there's more than football behind it. It's the decision making well, process that is a huge part of it for me.
0: Well, I know the music will be coming in a minute. There we go. This is another edition of SportsInsiderRadio.com. We'll be back next week with the winner of the Final Four. Well, we'll see. Uh, the, the game. We'll talk about the game. Good day and good luck.